0: Gala's Garkin, brought to you by the Gaelic Broadcasting Committee. <laughs>
1: One of my absolute all-time favourite Christmas songs from Wizard there. So,
2: Nolik Gennel. Nolik kennel to you as well. Um, it's, uh, it's a classic, isn't it? That song there. And uh, we're going to pick one or two of our favourites in particular uh, throughout the time we've got on on this very Christmas day. Hope everyone's uh, enjoying their turkey. Um, turkey, I suppose a lot will have. Uh, well, the Manx for Turkey, Phil. T- turkey? Oh,
1: gosh. Kellock. Kellyach, rangach, yeah, a, a foreign, a foreign uh, chicken, I suppose you might call yeah, it's it. It's a fair transcript, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but we'll be having roast a roaster roast a nut roast, right? And, and I know people sort of pull their noses up a little when you say, "Oh, we're having uh, nut roast for for Christmas," but actually, the flavours, the taste that's in it, there's, there's all kinds of things. Actually, one of the, the dullest tasting things I can think you can ever get is a turkey, but uh, but maybe that's just me, I don't know.
2: No, I think people are realising there's more options out there now. <laughs> Be a bit of a rascal if you were vegetarian and uh, allergic to nuts, I well, suppose. Well, yes, <laughs> <bit> <laughs> but
1: uh, what we've got on, on this special Christmas Gullers Gag, and we've, we've got a tightly packed programme, um, but uh, there's there's various things There'll be Christmas readings There's uh, a, a, a chapter all about Christmas From Margaret Killip's, uh wonderful book um, All about the folklore of the Isle of Man So there's a, a, a chapter dedicated to Christmas in there So uh, we're, we're mm-hmm. going to have a read through parts of that You've got some readings as well And uh, some Manx Christmas music And then, uh, as you say, some of our Christmas favourites
2: Yeah um, It's uh, always been special, Phil, for you?
1: Oh yes, yes, yeah. it's a lovely time of the year, isn't it? There's so much goes on. Uh, I mean, apart from the obvious family-related thing, which is really, I suppose, what part one of the main things about Christmas—all the family getting together and everything—which is great. Uh, I mean, obviously the, the the religious side too, which is really important and and uh, great to go out and well, I love uh, singing uh, carols and. Uh, no doubt, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be in the gone household. There'll be lots of carols getting sung after Christmas dinner. We, that's the, our usual uh, style. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's uh, not a bad one, in Manx, is it? Carol, the Carvel, Carvel, yeah, Carvel and Nolik. um mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Carvel and Nollic. Christ, Christmas, of course, is Nolik. Mm-hmm. Um So anyway, I wonder whether we should uh, have a start by uh, listening to a bit from Margaret Kellop. The early Wesleyans disapproved of the age-old amusements of music and dancing in which the people delighted. They found the language a stumbling block. They couldn't understand it and were uncertain of what their congregations were up to when they used it in the services. Hymns in Manx were highly suspect. They had to undergo an examination before they were admitted to public use, even in translation. "'of a proposal to publish a Manx hymn-book, "'John Wesley said, "'I exceedingly disapprove of publishing anything "'in the Manx language. "'On the contrary, we should do everything in our power "'to abolish it from the earth.' "'The Wesleyans provided another culture "'in place of what they destroyed, "'which in its turn became almost traditional. "'But it was at the expense of the Gaelic culture "'they found when they came here.' Their antagonism to local customs showed itself in their determined effort to rid themselves of the Eil the service that was held in the parish churches on Christmas Eve, the Eve of the Feast of Mary, and especially to discourage the carvel singing that went on at them. An attempt was obviously being made by the people to introduce the Eil in the Methodist chapels, and official reaction to the move is recorded in a minute book, Dating from 1780, from which it is obvious that the congregation's addiction to the ill very continued to plague the Methodist hierarchy for 40 years, they never in fact succeeded in suppressing it. The Christmas Eve service had always been a very special occasion in the island with the parish churches lit at night with candles that the people themselves provided and decorated with evergreens, hibbon, as holland, ivy and holly. After a prayer had been said and a hymn sung the parson went home and left the people to conduct the Eelvery in their own way under the supervision of the parish clerk, who saw that all was done in a seemly manner. The great feature of the service and its main purpose was the singing of cattles, which were, however, totally unlike English Christmas carols. A few were on the subject of the nativity, or mentioned the birth of Christ and events in his life, but in the main they were long rambling poems in the Manx language composed by the people themselves, many of them on the themes of sin and repentance, death and judgment, and the torments of hell. Some dealt with biblical events and persons like the Car- Vren, the carol of the bad women, which reviewed the careers of some of the wicked women mentioned in the scriptures, the fall of Adam, the conversion of St. Paul, and the sinful cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were subjects that also appealed to the Carvel writers. But whatever their theme, at the outset the punishment of sin and the need for repentance were sure to appear before the end. There were some in which the day of judgment and the resurrection of the dead were visualized with awful clarity." I quaked to see the dead arise, a sight too strange for mortal eyes, in rank on rank they rose and spread innumerable crowds of the dead. They were obsessed with the thought of the fires of hell that awaited unrepentant sinners, in which they burned but did not die. The fire that ne'er extinguished is but will forever burn, wherein they unconsumed are burned, each mortal in his turn. Gloomy stuff. It's uh, Tui singing skiller, Verskiller, uh, Brightest and Best, which is uh, one of the, the Gorn family favourites. Uh, my grandfather and my dad, and I would say even myself now, uh, our, one of our favourite Christmas carols. It's a real beauty. And the tune, of course, uh, is the tune called Ballad Duel. Uh, and, of course, the Gorns were living down Pool Vash for quite a few years, so it's only just up the road ballad to us. So uh, yeah.
2: It's a uh, it's interesting. We didn't really do much singing when obviously Boxing Day was a big day for all our family to meet up, but when was a few of us at home for Christmas Day, um it was always a it was my mother and myself, I suppose, being the youngest that used to get the tree stuck up. And uh, it was one of the few times in the year that you know yourself from the farming background that uh, you ever used the sort of front room or the oh, best yes. room in the house, you know. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it was for th- special occasions really, wasn't it? And in our place, because we had the Arga or the Rayburn hmm. that we had in the farm, you know, and uh, in the sort of kitchen part that most farmers always sat in, didn't they, you know? Yes. And then the 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 living room or the front room as we called it uh, that's where we used to go in and get the fire going you know and I've always remember the, the, the soot on it when mm. we first got it going and soldiers we used to call them the little things of soot that were on the back of the fire oh, that yeah, would, yeah, would glow yeah. up we'd always call them soldiers yeah. when we were little and we used to, you know, to get it going because she hadn't been lit for a while we used to have to get the the shovel stuck in That's the front it. of it, didn't you? And, and a newspaper. And a newspaper huh? oh, over yeah. the back She'd and often the, head up,
1: wouldn't it? Yes, the amount of times <laughs> that newspaper went on fire and somehow we didn't burn the house down. But, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they were yeah. they were good times, you know, and mm. it's uh, we look back at it and you think, well, you know, I've got a 10-year-old now and you think he loves Christmas and he loves putting the decorations and things up. But they'll never experience that, that olden time when there wasn't much for anyone and there Except- wasn't much entertainment, was yeah, there?
1: Yeah, yeah well we're uh, we're going to hear a little bit now about the uh, the eel the, uh, the the, the uh, well there's a debate as to whether Eelver was should by rights have been Eelvura, which would be Saint Mary's Eve but uh, latterly people have moved round to thinking maybe Eelveri was the the eve of the birth. Um, but basically it's Christmas Eve and the sort of goings-on that were happening in the chapels and churches. Gallas Garkin, brought to you by the Gaelic Broadcasting Committee. Do you mind them old eel verries with the hollin' and all and berries and the cavils goin' a-singin' on the night? And Tommy, Danny, Quilliam and queer old and Iliam with candles in the ephesus for the light and marching up the aisle, singing solemn all the while, with all the parish listening to them there, and smile and cheerful, but watching very careful to keep the ones reminded where they were. There were teens of candles blazing, and all the people gazing, with parsons one so study in the pew and church all titivated, and tasty decorated, and tossed up middle and stylish at them too, and Billy Boyd the Bithig, and Johnny Bob the Kithig, them ones was good tremendous for the tune, pretending at a loss just to give the choir a toss, but strampin' to be at it very soon. Yale very by Kojig Allick veg a fill a cup and give me drink allick for a gethy cavern chock as piss <laughs> So that was and kujak uh, with be the host um, be the host means be be quiet and uh, it's a beautiful uh, carol all about uh, the birth of uh, Jesus and uh, it's also a tune that some people may know from the manx national som- song book um, rose's tap her window pain gwendolyn my dear um, but uh, I'm not uh, th- 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 this is obviously a different version which HP uh, Kelly put Manx on uh, some years ago um, but beautiful beautiful uh, singing there and a uh, lovely piece of music.
2: There are some some great uh, carols that still I suppose the the appeal Phil is that you don't get to hear them very often do you? Yes
1: yeah, yeah I suppose if you were singing Christmas carols all the way through the year it wouldn't be quite so special would it? No <laughs> you know because I mean it it
2: it brings me back, I suppose, to primary school when we used to, you know, the week before Christmas, we'd get given a, a log, you know, to make the Yule log. Yeah. And we were allowed to mix the plaster of Paris, you know, put it on it and stick some holly mm. on, on the top of it and put a candle in. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's always something special that remembers me from primary school. Yeah. Making that Yule log and actually bringing it home and being so proud of it, yeah. even though it, the candle could have been on a 45 degree angle <laughs> or something, or <laughs> yes, sled yeah. all over Yeah,
1: it. certainly by the time it got home anyway. Yeah, but it
2: didn't really matter, did it? It was something yeah. special. and I think that contrast of the the white the plaster of Paris over the log and the, the green uh, bits of holly that you sprinkled on it with the berries on it, mm. it just looked like that snow effect the trees.
1: Or yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll hear a bit more then from Margaret Kellop, and uh, her uh, chapter all about uh, the Manx Christmases and uh, the c- continuation of the Ileveri uh, story.
2: Gallas Garkin brought to you by the Gaelic Broadcasting
1: Committee.
3: Still
1: The length of the carvels was extraordinary, thirty or forty verses throughout which the writer and subsequently the singer laid bare his sinful soul, for they were sung as solos or by two singers taking alternate verses. The pair would stand with candle in hand to light their carvel book at the west end of the church, advancing a pace or two after the singing of each verse, so that even the longest carvel was finished. By the time they stood before the altar when hours later the carvel singing was over the tone of the ale very lightened considerably and it was customary for the young women present to bombard their bachelor friends with parched peas which they had brought for the purpose then as on the other occasions the company adjourned to the ale house to drink manx home-brewed ale spiced with pepper until the long Christmas candle had burned down in its socket and it was time to sing the Arreni the good night song, which reminded them that blackness had come on the Chalach, and that the very chairs they sat on were urging them to go home to bed.
2: Emma Christian and uh, Irene Evi." It's yeah, a it's a beautiful be- song. Yeah. yeah, and there's a, there's a great um, album that uh, Emma recorded um, of Christmas songs, I think, isn't there? And the the picture on it with the candles and everything yeah, on it. If, yeah. I'm just picturing
1: it in my mind now. Yeah.
2: I may have something else in my mind. But...
1: Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's it, well... Uh, Emma, it's, it's a shame she's not singing so much these days. But uh, uh, great, great stuff, um, and uh, we we had the opportunity of having. Um which one is it? Uh, Egan Eganon's Bethlehem from Emma, but uh, I decided to maybe we'll we'll use Ruth Kegan's version uh, be, just to try and mix and match. So that that should be coming up later yeah. in the program.
2: Because a lot of, a lot of Max people know Evi as Goodnight and, and Aran is, is song. Is yeah, Aran
1: right? is a song. Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, um, not to be confused with Aran which is bread. <laughs> so Aran <laughs> or, or somebody who lives down in Baldry. Well, well, it could be that too. But, yeah. Um, Anyway, let's let's have another listen to Margaret uh, Killip, and um, I think she's, she, she's she's a bit harsh on, on the Wesleyans, it's fair to say. She's not awful keen on them, but here we go. One cannot help wondering, reading some of the Carvels, how the Wesleyans ever came to accuse the people of an addiction to levity. There are one or two of a less lugubrious nature which give gr- glimpses of the lighter side of Christmas, The brightly lit church uh, on the night of the eel very it is a heavenly sight to see in the darkness of the night the congregation praising god their candles burning bright and the games and amusements the dancing and fiddling that accompanied christmas throughout all its 12 days with eating and drinking and choosing the legged that's the valentines or partners for the coming year thus will we keep the feast with the music of fiddles, with the card-playing we would spend each night. So this is the kind of Christmas celebration uh, Waldron described. There is not a barn unoccupied for the whole twelve days. Every parish hiring fiddlers at the public charge, and all the youth, nay, sometimes people well advanced in years, making no scruple to be among those nocturnal revellers. It is hard to believe that these revellers could have been the same people who began the Christmas season by confessing themselves to be such woeful sinners at the Ilveri. In the end, it became accepted in the chapels. The churches hold on the people weekend, and... Methodism gained ground and the Ilveri moved from the church into the chapels, especially the smaller ones in the country, which in their day were the main centres of social life for many people, with their tea parties, concerts, anniversaries and harvest services, and social gatherings throughout the year, among which the Ilveri found a place. Its nature changed and it was shorn of its trimmings of pea shooting and ale drinking and the disorderly work so much objected to by the Wesleyans. Its date became more variable though it was still held in the Christmas season but the number of uh, the carvel singers diminished and the Carvels themselves died out to be replaced by hymn singing uh, though still some in Gaelic. In this greatly modified form the ale very lived on in the little chapel of Kerrackiel. It survived almost until the present day. Uh, sadly, uh, I think was it last year, maybe uh, COVID year that was the last year the Eel Very was held. Um, and occasionally there are revivals elsewhere.
2: Yeah, the, the Eel Veri. It's, uh, it's such a shame that uh, the, the COVID really, uh, that pandemic, just put a, just a blanket sort of stop on everything that was happening and it was such I think that the the generation because obviously myself being involved with the Michael players who performed at the Ilverian Kirk Michael for many many years and uh, well long before I was ever involved in it and you've been there yourself uh, involved in it as well and it's just I think the people that are in that generation it was such a uh, you know an unknown thing wasn't it and you know it's just been difficult to get a lot of things back on track
1: yes it has it's it's a terrible shame um I mean I think generally you know, sadly thought yeah, that the chapels were were uh, are uh, you know, the attendees are, are, are dwindling for for, for, for chapels and, and churches for that matter uh, and that's what uh, did for Kerakiel in the end but uh, but yeah it's um w- we still sing Christmas carols, which is a good thing. Uh, but this isn't a Christmas carol that you've got uh, coming up next, though, is it?
2: No, uh, a couple of the choices of my Christmas music. I mean, we'll be hearing some Jim Reeves later on, which uh, always was my mother's favourite, so I suppose I'm a bit spoilt for playing uh, one of them later on. But this one always uh, just reminded me of Christmas um, so much of the the old Christmas where you used to sit there with your mother and you'd be writing Christmas cards to be not just sending a text saying I can't be bothered this year <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to you um we used to sit there and write them and have a list of who we've sent cards to. And um, my job really was licking the stamps and putting them in the envelope and then they but this one just about writing of them on paper and the Christmas paper I think. And this is Roy Orbison with Pretty Paper Poor A great Christmas voice he never really associated Roy Orbison because he was another one with the Jim Reeves album that we had uh, and used to play at Christmas time and I suppose that's a great memory for me um, I was the only one with a with a record player you know <laughs> I had upstairs in my bedroom and uh, at Christmas when I was saying earlier about being in the front room I used to carry it down the stairs you know and put the speakers up and we'd dust off the the albums <laughs> that were there, as well as South Pacific or Oklahoma. These old, would be the '78s. <laughs> <specifically>. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even that old, but I remember them sitting in the cupboard, and uh, you know the songs like "Pretty Paper" there from Roy Orbison. Just so much reminds me of the old Christmases, and you know the the stories that old grandmothers used to used to tell about uh, Christmas in the olden days, and we do have plenty of stories about Christmas. Well, this from Mona's Herald from the 15th of July, 1896. Of minor minstrels there were Archie, Cuckoo and Murphy, violinists of great power, and Tommy Kringle or Nickel, the executant to the fiddlers, who perambulated the town after midnight to announce the approach of Christmas with "'Good morning, Mr. Harris!' Good morning, Mrs. Harris, good morning, Miss Jane, Mr. Tom and Mr. Sam and all the rest of the family. A fine frosty morning, half past two o'clock. It was on this fiddler the Manx Burns, John Gell the Mason, roused from his sleep, dashed off the impromptu.
1: Cease, catgut scraper! Cease your trade. My ears no longer tickle, for the devil he once a fiddler made and called him Tommy Nickel.
2: occupied for the twelve days, every parish provides fiddlers at the public charge to accommodate the young people who spend the nights in dancing. On the twelfth day the fiddler lays his head on one of the women's laps, which posture they look upon as a kind of oracle. For one of the company coming up and naming every maiden in the company asks the fiddler Who shall this or that girl marry? And whatever he answers, it is absolutely depended on as an oracle. This is termed the cutting of the fiddler's head because he becomes useless till the next year dangerous blooming business being a fiddler, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it seems
1: to He's Looking a bit concerned. There, well, yes, I'm, I'm bothered about this. As a as a fiddle player, yeah, the thought of having my head chopped off isn't something I, I relish just at the moment at all. So, oh, uh, I don't know. You.
2: Look, look at the games we used to play with. <laughs> Here comes a candle. Do to... you remember that? Yeah, moment? yeah. And, the, and the, if you were in the wrong
1: place, the to Two chop off his head? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, it was a gruesome lot uh, us youngsters back then. Well, some of
2: these stories
1: are that well, we're listening yeah, to absolutely. today, aren't absolutely. they? Yeah. Well, th- this next song is from Jonah Louis. Uh, Stop the Cavalry, and uh, I. I like the song because it's really yeah. It's just, there's something about it. It's a kind of a different feel to it. It's horny uh, Yeah. Right, well, you say, it's, you, uh, uh, but it's good. Um, but uh, one of the reasons I've got this uh, picked is, uh, I don't know, half a dozen years ago, Kitty and myself were out having a cup of tea in a in a um, cafe somewhere, and we overheard this uh, couple couple of Manx women talking about various uh, Christmas songs and. They started talking about this this uh, Jonah Louis and she thought, who was that fella? I, I was hearing him on the radio singing Louis, somebody Louis and he was singing this carol or a song or whatever and it was um, wish I was a moan at Christmas why is he singing wish I was a moan at Christmas <laughs> do you know
2: what do you know what's amusing me about that <laughs> is that they think he's singing about moaning for Christmas <laughs> and another part of the song says that she's hiding in the nuclear fallout so well, yes, <laughs> which is a fair reason
1: to moan I suppose but you know wish I, wish I was at home I think it is so let's have a listen
0: When I say, oh yes, yet again Can you stop the cavalry? Mary Bradley waits at home In the nuclear fallout zone Wish I could be dancing now In the arms of the girl I love Dumb-a-dumb-a-dumb-dumb Dumb-a-dumb-a-dumb 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 dumb da dumb a dumb Dumb-a-dumb-a-dumb Dumb-a-dumb-a-dumb dumb Wish I was at
3: home for Christmas.
0: Bang, that's another bomb on another town, while the czar and Jim have If I get home, lift up, tell the tale, I'll run for all presidencies. If I get elected, I'll stop. I will stop the cavalry.
2: from the short story "Under the Bushel" by Ivan Kane, Manx tales by various anonymous authors from 1899 or thereabouts. Jack Lucas and some of his neighbours sat up on old Christmas Eve to watch the myrrh, which always sprung up and flowered on this night in Jack's garden, as was their custom. Several villagers had gathered and were anxiously awaiting the miracle which my grandmother vouched was to be seen in the garden every old Christmas Eve. It was a clear, frosty night. The stars never seemed more brilliant, nor more beautifully cold, and the ground was quite hard. It'll not come up tonight, said one of the watchers. The ground is too hard. Oh, I bet thee it will, replied another, because all Christmas Day is the real one, and the flowering of the myrrh shows that Christ was born on that day. Just then, Jack Clucas, who had been watching keenly for its appearance, shouted, and his voice seemed to spoil the solemn stillness of the starlit midnight hour. Come here, come here, us, come, quick. And sure enough, the little plant was slowly bursting through the frozen ground. In less than an hour, the myrrh had appeared and flowered in two or three places in the garden,
1: and the flowers and stalks were eagerly plucked by the watchers. So have you ever seen the myrrh coming up yourself at all at uh, Christmas Eve? I
2: haven't, but it them stories, you know, the the myrrh, the frankincense, when you played the three kings um in the Christmas Nativity plays, isn't it? And you you got up the ranks to be the the I can't remember the t- the names of the kings, Balchamar or something like that, aren't they? Yeah. And, uh, but the three kings have you got the gold or the frank you know,
1: Gold, Frankenstein and Myrrh is Yeah. It's to call
2: Frank. Yeah, <laughs> frankincense frankincense to offer have eyes yeah, incense yeah. with the gaiety Yeah. you have to be careful He's sing well that. indeed yeah, you do but it, it, it's great because it, the, the nativity plays were, were always part of uh, growing up in the schools and even today you see the ones you know my young fellow's been at the primary school the last few years and you see them with the still the same tea towel <laughs> with with the ribbon around the top to keep it on as oh. the shepherds and the little lamb and the little you know the baby Jesus in yeah. the cradle and everything and it, it still always brings a smile to my face watching the nativity plays and I think you know there's, the, the, they always have something as best they can to have the donkey in there and I Little Donkey brings a lot of memories uh, from Christmas songs. You know, sing it at school because it was always a good one for the kids. And this particular song that we're playing next, because I mentioned about the Jim Reeves Christmas album that my mother loved so much and I used to know every word of the song. <laughs> and this particular one is called The Blizzard. And uh, if you listen to the words carefully in it, it's a little bit tacky and uh, thing towards the end. But the, the story of somebody wanting desperately to go and see somebody at Christmas through the snow on their donkey Uh, just brings back some special memories here's Jim Reeves with the blizzard There's a
4: blizzard coming on How I'm wishing I was home For my pony's lame And he can't hardly stand Listen to that northern side If we don't get home, we'll die But it's only seven miles to Mary Ann. It's only seven miles to Mary Ann. You can bet we're on her mind For it's nearly Supper time, and I'll bet there's hot biscuits in the pan. Lord, my hands feel like they're froze, and there's a numbness in my toes. But it's only five more miles to Marianne. It's only five more miles to Marianne. That wind's howling and it seems Mighty like a woman screams And we'd best be moving faster if we can Damn, just think about that barn With that hay so soft and warm For it's only three more months to marry it It's only three more miles to Mary Ann Dan, get up, you ornery cuss Or you'll be the death of us I'm so weary, but I'll help you if I can All right, Dan Perhaps it's best that we Stop a while and rest For it's still a hundred yards to Marianne. It's still a hundred yards to Marianne. Late that night, the storm was gone. And they found him there at dawn. He'd have made it, but he just couldn't leave old Dan. Yes, they found him there on the plains. His hands froze to the reins. He was just a hundred yards from Mary Ann. He was just a hundred yards from Mary Ann.
0: Alice Garkin, brought to you by the Gaelic Broadcasting Committee.
1: There was one Christmas custom that, however innocuous it later became, and it has not died out even yet, must have been very brutal in its original performance: the hunting of the wren on St Stephen's Day, twenty sixth of December, when boys and men went out armed with sticks to beat the hedges and catch the and kill the poor birds that were required for the carrying out of the wren ceremony the church disapproved probably of the whole custom but certainly of the killing of the wrens and though they continue to be hunted and killed even in the 19th century in the later stages uh, the, the performers dispensed with the necessity of providing a dead wren as a centrepiece. The hunt the wren survived in the island into the 1920s and 30s even later in some places and of course it is still uh, done um, around the island. In fact it's having a bit of a revival at the moment Formerly it was young men who went round in groups of two or three carrying their hunt the wren two wooden hoops set at right angles to each other on top of a pole and decorated with coloured streamers and evergreens. At every house where they called they set the pole on the ground and sang the hunt the wren song and if they were lucky received some money in return.
5: We'll Are away to the woods, says Robin the bobbin. Away to the woods, says everyone. We'll away to the, the woods, robin Freud, way to the woods, says Robin rich the bobbin. Away to the woods, says Richard the robin. Away to the woods, says Jack
6: in the land. Away to the woods, says
5: everyone. Where where says
6: Robin the
5: bobbin. Where where says Richard the robin. Where away says Jack in the land. Where away says everyone. What shall we do there, says Robin
6: the bobbin? What shall we do there, says Richard the robin? What
5: shall we do there, says Jack in the land? What shall we do there, says everyone? We'll hunt the reams,
6: says Robin the bobbin. We'll hunt the reams, says Richard the robin. The jack of the land will hunt the rancid, everyone. Where, oh, says the in the bobbin?
5: where, oh, says the rich the robin? Oh, where, oh, says jack of the land? Where where, oh, says everyone? I see him, I see him, says Robin the bobbin. I see him, I see him, says Richard the robin. I see him, I see him, says Jack of the land.
6: I see him, I see him, says everyone. In yonder green bush, says Robin the
5: bobbin. In yonder green bush, says Richard the robin. In yonder camp- yon green bush, says, robin, robin. In of green bush, says black- jack, jack of the in land. In
6: yonder green bush, says everyone.
5: Where, oh, where's the thrum in the bobbin. where, where's says rich the robin? Oh, where, where, Says jack and oh, Where oh where everyone? Are we get them down Robin the Bobbin. How we get them dances which you the Robin. How we get them down says Jack and We get them dances everyone. With sticks and stones says Robin the
6: Bobbin. With sticks and stones says Richard the, the Robin. With
5: sticks and stones says Jack and Alexander. With sticks and stones
6: says everyone. Where are we says
5: Robin the Bobbin. Oh, no where oh where says Richard the Robin. No where are we says Jack and Alexander.
6: Where oh where how we get
5: him home, says Robin the Bobbin. How we get him home, says Richard the Robin. How we get him home, says Jack in the land, How we get them home, says everyone? In the bruise be carts says Robin the
6: Bobbin. The, the bruise be caught, says Richard the rubbing. The
5: bruise be carts is Jack in the land, the bruise be caught, says...
6: Says everyone.
5: Where oh says where says Robin the Bobbin? The where oh mit- yeah. where says Richard the Robin? Where oh where says Jack in the Land? Where oh where says everyone? How we get them coops says Robin the Bobbin? How we get them coops says Richard the Robin? How we get them
6: coops says Jack in the Land? Oh we get them coops says
5: everyone? In the Bruce big pants says Robin the Bobbin. In the Bruce big pants says Richard the Robin. In the Bruce big pants is Jack in the Land.
6: the Bruce big pants is
5: everyone. Where oh where says Robin the Bobbin? Where oh where says Richard the Robin? Where oh where says Jack in the Land?
6: Everyone. Who stand
5: the driver? Says Robin the bobbin Who stand the driver? Says Richard the Robin. Who stand the driver? Jack of the lamb,
6: stand the drivers everyone Philly the tweets, is
5: Robin the bobbin the tweets, is Richard the Robin. Philly the tweets is of the Lamb. Philly the tweets is everyone Where are we says Robin the bobbin Where we says the Robin? Where are says the
6: land
5: Where are says everyone Well we give our money says Robin the Well we give our money says Richard the Robin? Or, the says Robin the or, the says the well we give our money says, says Robin, ou the Well we give Macmillan relief says Robin the bobbin. Macmillan relief says Richard the Robin. Macmillan relief says Jack of the land. Macmillan relief says
6: everyone.
5: Where aware says Robin the bobbin? Where oh where says Richard the Robin? Where oh says Jack of the land? Where oh says everyone? Who dine at dinner says Robin the bobbin? Who dine at dinner says Richard the Robin? Who at dinner
6: says Jack of the land? Who at dinner says everyone? The king
5: and the queen says Robin the bobbin. The king and the queen says Richard the Robin. The king and the queen
6: says Jack of the land. The king and the queen says. Everyone.
5: Where oh where says Robin the bobbin? Where oh where says Richie the robin? Where o where says Jack of the land? Where oh where says everyone? The eyes for the blind says Robin the bobbin.
6: The legs for the legs says Richie the robin. The plump for the post says Jack of the land. The bones for the dogs says
5: everyone. Where oh where says Robin the bobbin? Where oh where says Richie the robin? Where oh where says Jack of the land? Where oh where says everyone? The wren, the wren, the king of all birds. His court
6: says Stephen's day in the fairs. Although he is little, his family is great. We pray good times and
1: so that was Stare with Hunt the Wren and uh, not quite managed to hunt the wren yet. It would appear that maybe maybe they were hunting the wren on Christmas Day, but uh, um, in most recent times, uh, and when I say that, over the last several hundred years, it's been uh, since Stephen's Day mm. or Boxing Day that uh, we go for that. But we've both been involved in,
2: in doing the Hunt the Wren over the years, haven't we? And it was great that... Uh, uh, the north of the island the likes of Alister Sutherland up there great support of the Manx and everything and sort of it, or revitalized it you know start at the Mitre and the Raven because they had car parks <laughs> yes <laughs> <And> hot <hot-mulled> wine <laughs> yes sort of car like. parks wonderful yes, place yeah, yeah. very good and uh, you know to do the and it's something you know I always admire we, we often have Joe Collister um, yeah uh, there and uh, Nigel Taylor always brilliant to turn up with the fiddle. Yes, always, he's good. To... And I always wonder how he manages to play it in the freezing cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a struggle because I've, I've done, I've song, been there yeah. before, and, and trying to trying to keep your fingers going you know, on a cold day. It it can be quite a, quite a job But it's
2: a it's a funny old song though. The dance is quite good to do, isn't it? It's yes, quite simple yeah. to do, and the kids love doing the dance. Uh, Trying to sing They don't understand the words
1: Well no Who does (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Anyway The uh, You can't have a Christmas show Without uh, This This uh, Next song By Slade 24th of December towards evening all the servants in general have a holiday they go not to bed at night but ramble about till the bells ring in all the churches which is at 12 o'clock prayers being over they go to hunt the wren and after having found one of these poor birds they kill her and lay her on a bier with the utmost solemnity bringing her to the parish church and burying her with a whimsical kind of solemnity saying dirges over her in the Manx language, which they call her Nell. According to this, wren hunting took place on Christmas morning, but in more recent accounts it was on the following day that it was done and there is some idea that it commemorated the martyrdom of St. Stephen, whose day it was Lelstion, the feast of St. Stephen. There are various other explanations of the custom, that it is an act of revenge because a wren betrayed the presence of the Manx Fencibles when they were in Ireland in 1798 by tapping on their drum, or in a totally different context because the wren is a reincarnation of an enchantress who long ago lured the men of the island into the sea and drowned them then evaded capture by flying away as a wren. As a punishment, she is doomed to reappear each year in this form, and be pursued and killed. Formerly, it was customary to pluck the the wren before burying it, and distribute its feathers for luck. In origin, the hunt the wren uh, may be related to the performance of the Christmas Mummers, the white boys. And the Molog Band, who were essentially also purveyors of good luck and prosperity. One theorist, convinced of its antiquity, suggests that the Wren cult reached the British Isles during the Bronze Age, and was carried by the megalith builders, which, if it could be proved, would make it possibly the oldest surviving custom in existence. We have Was happy Herdsman uh, Happy Herdsman uh, sung by Kurjan Kujach and uh, Annie uh, tells a wonderful tale about the, about the fella some fella from Cumbria had come over to be a, a choir master and uh, had brought that song over with him it was a great uh, song uh, do you think there'll be lots of Happy herdsmen around at uh, Christmas time I don't know I think
2: um, the older generation I think still have that they always had that christmas didn't they they did stop and have the proper christmas mm. dinner and the proper christmas thing they may not have much to put up but they'd had a tree up and the, the proper poultry and all the homemade uh, vegetables and trimmings that went with it probably all had to be made by themselves as well as yeah. doing all the farm work wasn't it so i suppose a lot of them and and the i suppose the um what's the word i'm looking for the the link with christmas and the the farm and animals and mm, things I yes, think it's yeah. it's still a big one isn't it the Absolutely. shepherds and the the donkey I mean, not yeah. so many donkeys in the no, island, but no. <laughs> well, well there's a few
1: not so many on the farms anyway <laughs> no, that's right but, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no I, I think it's, it's, it's 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 a great uh, a great thing um, uh, the, w- of course that in in um, not that many years ago we had this thing called the Kigish Amajak the foolish fortnight which basically uh, allowed um, a whole two weeks so effectively from i think it was about the, was it the 21st or the 22nd of december right the way through then to old christmas day which was is it the 5th or the 6th i always get it mixed up uh, of January, uh, effectively, the only thing that you did was was necessary work. So you would feed animals and muck them out, but you wouldn't do any ploughing or any of that sort of thing. That would be very bad luck. And you were you were to enjoy the full fortnight.
2: No, and there wasn't uh, wasn't many Christmas bonuses issued to the to the people involved on the farms <laughs> either, was there? And I suppose it brings us round to the next piece that I'm going to do here, which which talks about. Um, people who are expecting something at Christmas. Indeed, indeed, the, the up, the deserving. They say that they are going on the deserving. Anything you wish to give us? At first, it was the payment given to the fiddler for his service at burials, wakes and marriages and feasts, and it was as cheerfully given to him as the payment of the parson. After that, it became anything customary, which you deserved. It was often paid at the time, but if it was not, he came again to the house to get it. When it was paid, it used to be a piece of silver. In the north, they called it the Wonderscope. The white boys, the the hunt-the-wren boys and Qualtax, received the dessert. I've heard my grandfather say that the Deemsters were paid by the deserving. The law at the time was breast law. The Deemsters are the last of the Druids.
4: And they told me, Barongpa Pum Pum. A newborn king to see pa rum pa Our finest gifts we bring Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum rum pa -pa -pa Peace on earth Can it be Years from now Perhaps
5: we'll see
4: our finest See the gifts
3: day we bring of glory. Of glory. The, the Day, King Kong, Of the goodwill. of living peace.
4: Live in peace. So peace on earth. When we be. come, every child must be made. Every child must be made
3: to care.
4: Care enough for his man, man to give all the love that he can.
5: I pray the my wish be a- will come true.
0: I swear I
5: my drum
4: See the day drum for him of glory. I play my the day for him when men of good will live in peace, drum, 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 live in peace again, and peace on my
3: earth. And it be.
1: Older generations of people in the island held obstinately to the old date for Christmas Day for though with the change in the calendar they accepted the advancement of most of the other festival dates they were reluctant to do so uh, where Christmas was concerned and made bewildering distinction between big and little and old and new Christmas Day. From them, Shen Lair Old Christmas Day on the 5th of January was the real Christmas. They felt very strongly about this, and it almost seems as if some of the Christmas stories have been told and kept in memory simply because they proved them to be right. A woman who had accepted the new way of thinking and and kept Christmas on the 25th of December decided that she and her servant girl would do some spinning on the eve of Old Christmas Day they set to work the girl very unwilling as she was convinced they were doing wrong but her mistress would not listen to her they had not been spinning very long when the flax the mistress had on the wheel started to turn black though the servants girl showed no change of colour the spinning wheels were put away at once for this was proof enough that even the inanimate things of nature not only knew that this was the true christmas eve but could discriminate between the guilty and the innocent when pointing it out to be so the surest test of all was to watch at midnight on old christmas eve to see whether the myrrh would flower myrrh used to be growing in almost every garden in the old days it wasn't really myrrh, but sweet sicily, an aromatic plant smelling and tasting of aniseed, and known everywhere in the island as the myrrh. At twelve o'clock on old Christmas Eve, people took a lantern and went out into the garden to see whether it had come up. It was often necessary to go out more than once to watch for it, but if you were lucky, you were eventually rewarded by the sight of the little greenish-grey shoot breaking above ground.' which would burst into bloom for an hour or so, then disappear. Yes, it's amazing uh, what uh, h- how a little thing like a, a the sweet Sicily plant uh, bursting into flower on Christmas Eve uh, would have tickled their imagination. They were very, very keen on this. Uh, obviously, no Christmas telly to watch. Um, uh, they found other ways of, of enjoying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we heard it earlier
2: as well, with them waiting for the... Uh, the murder to yes, through the ground as well, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's funny though, isn't it? When um, they were they were happy with the with the simple things. Mm. That's I suppose one of the big things that's changed at Christmas now, Phil, isn't it? You get kids. You know, we were grateful for anything, weren't we, mm. that we got? You know, and I think one of the best presents I remember getting. Um, I used to play in goals, you know, for the school teams, yeah. and and when I was young, um, I remember my mother buying me. It, uh, it was like, because goalies in, in the old sort of times used to wear like the thin shirt, but a different colour yeah. to the outfield players. And then when they first come in with these uh, more padded uh, shirts that the goalies wore. trapper goalie with, Yeah, shirt. With, with the um, protective shoulder thing, uh, yeah. elbow pads and things like that. And it was black. I still remember opening the present and my mother had bought me one of these wonderful... Uh, goalkeepers <laughs> jumpers you know and i kept it for years the moths had got in it and in the yeah. end it was full of holes you still fit it do you yeah, no, it's <laughs> long gone now but you know you look at the gloves that they wear now mm. they're like a big jazz hands things to take <laughs> up the whole goal with little small things like you know that you just wouldn't nothing and they got wet and soggy and your hands were freezing yeah. it was more of a liability having them on them having them off but yeah it's just just great and just something simple like that, where now you know it's nothing really mm, seems mm. good enough for, for yeah. some of the youngsters, does it?
1: Yes, mm. but uh, but I mean, you mentioned jazz hands, um, it's not so much jazz coming up next, is it? Uh, no,
2: and um, it's just, it's I know I hate to harp on about the, the Christmas records and things, but there are so many great songs that you hear year in, year out at this time of year, mm. and. I don't get to hear these very much now. And this is uh, another one from that Jim Reeves Christmas album. But uh, it's a real happy one. And you, you sort of used to tap your feet. And I used to go around the living room of the house. And I used to skip up the stairs of the farmhouse, you know, <laughs> singing this one. This is Christmas season, you know. So it's a, it's a great one. Jim Reeves with the the Merry Christmas Poker.
4: This is Christmas season, so there isn't any reason We can't dance the Christmas polka Hear sleigh bells ringing, everybody singing Dancing the Christmas polka Christmas trees and holly make everyone so jolly And love just fills the air It's a wonderful world for a boy and a girl While dancing the Christmas polka Everyone's so happy, the air is filled with romance. Watch the sweethearts kissing, as they dance neath the mistletoe. It's a sight to behold for the young and the old, A Merry Christmas So there isn't any reason we can't dance the Christmas polka Hear sleigh bells ringing, everybody singing Dancing the Christmas polka Christmas trees and party make everyone so jolly And love just fills the air It's a wonderful world for a boy and a girl While dancing the Christmas polka
2: The Gens The Gens was a feast kept at night where young men and young women met for dancing. The root of the word Gien, a woman, and Is, night, it may be that the root of Onasup comes from the Ob or Obba, Work done by the fiddler at the Gens, nightly feast, baptisms or marriages, wakes, funerals and feasts. Gien is an ob or obber, that is, Gensob or unasup. He got a piece of silver for his work, as little or as much as they would like to give him. The master of the feast was the person to choose the partner at the dance. Sometimes the master was told to put the wrong pairs together, for that he would get a price or a bribe, and in this-and this was the cause of uneasiness and heart sickness, for each one was wistful to get his own girl, or the one he liked. Listen! Hearken and take notice. N and M are partners for this year, and longer if they can agree. Praise and enjoy. Press and eat your fill. The Gents was held on the eve of Old Christmas Day, and whoever was the partner the master gave to one, he was thought to keep her for the whole year. There is a story about John Sam's great-grandfather. He was at a wake at Balacry. He was a greedy eater, and he ate so much that he fell off the stool he was sitting on, and he became very sick. All the people in the house thought he was going to die. The hostess said to the fiddler, Didst thou get the onus up? I deserving, from the cooper this year. I did not," said the fiddler. "Now is thy time. Open his purse and take it now. The honour sup was what people gave to the early callers, and murmurs, white boys, and qualtax, hunter end boys, and hopdenays. If you're going to give us anything, give us it soon." or we should be away with the light of the moon. It might be ale, salt, heron, fish, bread and cheese, a butter cake, or anything you like to give them. It came afterwards to be anything you deserved. For they said, When any person did anything wrong, I will give thee the onusup, what you deserve. Qualtac, or first foot. The first person who comes on the sole of the door in the new year in the Isle of Man is called the Qualtac, or meter. It's the first person not of the household and on his own work or business. The old people took notice if the person was dark or fair, his instep high or low, if he were rich or poor. "'to foretell their luck. "'A drink of ale or of other strong drink "'or something that was going bread, potatoes and heron "'was given to him. "'Any person who did not keep up the old custom "'by giving something was considered very mean. "'It has come to be a bad custom for some people "'to go about from house to house and they just get drunk.' They used to put turf ashes or ashes of coal on the hearth. They looked for a footmark. A footmark going out was a sign of death, and a footmark coming in was a sign of marriage. The Qualtac, eh, and uh, or first footer. It yes, it was a big thing in our family. That
1: it was, it was. Yeah. and it will be time a, a redhead or a, someone with a squint or, or webbed feet or any of these sorts of things. It's
2: interesting, the, the old feet in the in the hearth there, though. I mean, if you were if you had somebody with the foot side on, what on earth would that mean? (laughs) Well, that's a very good
1: question, isn't it? Well, I hope uh, the listener hasn't uh, got too much indigestion from listening to us this afternoon. Um, I've I've certainly enjoyed uh, sharing part of Christmas with you. And uh, um, what's happening in the Clark household uh, this evening, Christmas uh, night?
2: Uh, Well, it'd be a a steady enough night, uh, to be honest. And, you know, just just reflect, on I like, like to reflect on Christmas uh, gone by. You know, mm. uh, some Christmases I spend here. Sometimes, you know, we're away in the Czech Republic with the Katarina's family. You know, celebrating Christmas over there, which is you know sort of a little bit different because yeah. they're, they're opening the presents on on our equivalent of Christmas Eve, right? Right. You know, so it's, and they don't put the tree up till Christmas Eve, which is the twenty fourth but they only do it the day before so there's, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a mad scramble to together yes i can well imagine Gosh. but there's always well generally snow out there as well phil so that's the the thing that makes it so christmassy it's cold and crisp and snowy but uh, yeah it's been great you know doing this today has brought back a lot of memories and and uh, now it's it's
1: looking ahead to St Stephen's Day and the New Year's, isn't it? Yes, yes. I'll be uh, out uh, tomorrow hunting the rain and seeing how we get on. Yeah, it's been
2: great. All that's uh, left to wish all our listeners uh, a Merry Christmas and all the best for 2023. We'll be back New Year's Day. Nolik genel
1: eru as blain fivai. And we'll leave you with Ruth Kegan and... Egan unsbethley Bethlehem.